just a bloke in a bar. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Bloke Q&A, where you ask me your questions, powered by Bloke Beer. Get in, give our midi a try. We're in hundreds of stores across the eastern seaboard, Queensland, New South Wales, ACT, and Victoria. We've got a store located on our website. Plus, we're in every celebrations in New South Wales and Queensland and ACT. Uh, on top of all that, in every IGA plus liquor in New South Wales, we are currently on the lowest special we've ever been. $50 a case. That is right. For a lager, $50 a case. So make sure to get in, grab a case of bloke beer. It is the beer of footy, the beer for the people. And it's not like the huge corporations and conglomerates. It's made by yours truly, the beak. So get in, grab a case of beer, give her a try. Let me know what you think. Also, Ringers Western and Bloke merch is now available on Ringers Western website. First ever Bloke trucker hats. So get the Ringers Western website and check her out. We're going to do the Q&A. So, uh, also, we've got Steeden and Bloke Balls. You can see on YouTube. Uh, Steeden and Bloke Balls now available on bloke.shop. But we've got a Q&A, so let's get straight into it, Matty. Hit me with your best shot, mate. All right, so... Aaron Gox, these first ones are going to be from Facebook. Scores are locked up in the grand final. You need to make one play to win. What are you running? Oh, man, this is a tough one. Well, it depends who's on my team. Depends who's on my team. I think, like, let's say I'm the Cowboys. I'm running a basically a normal block play, like two-pass two pass block, so it's a short run and a wide run at the back. But all I'm doing is trying to run a perfect block play, and I'm putting Tamalola out on the three defender. Because the reason why I do that, and I'm shocked that more clubs don't do this when they need points. Like they go for the huge play over the top, they go to the winger, but it's like nine times out of ten, if that the biggest player on your side that is the most explosive player, he should not be able to be tackled by the number seven. And if he is tackled by the number seven or six, he should at least get uh, like across the try line. Um, if it's close to the try line. And I'm surprised that more teams don't do this. They don't put their biggest... Like, for example, Melbourne, a play to win the game, stick Nelson out on the seven running that line. Like, who's stopping him? If it's if it's executed exactly the way it's supposed to be, who would stop him? No one. No one's stopping him on the line. I don't think so anyway. So that's, that's probably what I'm doing. All right, from Andy Lamalu. What would your walkout song be if you're a boxer or fighter? Oh, man. Walkout song. That is a tough one. That is a tough one. I mean, maybe something by Eminem. Cinderella Man. I don't know. Uh, Till I Collapse. Uh, that's, you know, that could be quite poetic if I get knocked out. It's like, yeah, well, Till I Collapse. Yeah, probably something from Eminem, I'd say. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else that kind of... You know, I used to love Alex Volkanovsky's walkout song. Apparently, it used to be Game of Thrones. That's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, probably something Eminem initially, at least. Brandon Wills. Should the top eight turn into a top 10 if we expand to 18 teams? Ooh, top eight expand to the top 10. That's an interesting one. Maybe could you do like a top nine with a wild card with the bottom size? Because one thing I think the NRL needs to do is at the end of the season, because we don't have a draft, it's not exciting for fans or team fans of teams that can't make the eight. It's like, well, my season's done. What's the point of watching? And you almost disengage from rugby league. We need to find a way to keep these bottom tier sides engaged all the way through. One way is a draft, obviously, because if you're the bottom tier team, and I understand the argument against it, that people tank games to get the best pick, but I get that. But it, I think it still would make things exciting because 
you know, yeah, okay, you may not be winning games as a lower tier team, but you'd stay engaged with the game because you'd be watching reserve grade, lower tier grades to see who's going to be the number one draft pick. Um, Another system that I don't mind is you have a wild card entry into the final. So somehow, some way, you create a system where there's a top eight with a ninth wild card and the, the bottom tier teams play off for it somehow. I'm not sure, like, you know, whoever can pick up the most points in the last four weeks or whatever uh, gets that wild card spot. And that would keep you engaged all the way to the end of the season. Now, some might say that's super unfair because these teams grind all year for the top eight position. And I understand that. I get that. But at the end of the day, like, it's, you know, you could say, well, seven's better than, well, seven's not better than eight. And yet seven grind, like, finishing seventh is not better, arguably, than finishing eighth. Well, it's not that much better. Um, And so you could argue, well, what's the point of finishing fifth and finishing eighth? Now, Look, we can go all day back and forth about it, but uh, in regards to the nitpicks of that, like, okay, well, fifth gets to play a certain team, rah, rah, but I think a ninth wild card would make things super interesting at the end of the season. From Tim Wilson, what did you main on World of Warcraft and can you share funny stories from your time on Azeroth? Yeah, oh, man. So I mained a uh, Night Elf Rogue. He was tier five raider. Uh, I was always at top of the DPS in, in all my raids. I was I made a point of being super competitive. Um, and yeah, we, we got to tier five. We didn't get to tier six. Now it was tier five was Burning Crusades. I think it was the Sunwell. I forget what the raid was called. Um, but we cleared the first one. We never got to the Black Temple uh, with uh, Illidan, I think it's called. Illidan, I think the, the guy with the two blades or whatever. Um, in regards to funny stories, uh, it was funny like I made my NRL do- debut whilst I was playing World of Warcraft and the guild that I was in, you know, obviously some of them knew and some of them didn't and in the form that we had, the guild I was called, it was called the Ascension. It was a cool guild, really like laid back. You know, sometimes I look back and I think of like the guild leaders and that, I'm like, bro, the time that you had to deal with in-guild bullshit Oh my God, so much drama. It's anytime humans get together, there is drama. Um, and the guild leaders, like, they're, you know, just organizing everyone. And, I, you know, back then I'm pretty sure it was only 25 man raids. Before that, it was 40 man raids. All the drama they would deal with, you know, certain people got certain loot that shouldn't have got it, and friends got loot, and, you know, your main tank always got there, or whatever. I mean, there's so many things that would happen. And I always look back now, I'm like, you know, like, it would be, I know it sounds stupid, but seriously, putting on your resume that you ran a World of Warcraft guild, if I saw that, I would actually be like, that's a good set of skills because you've got to deal with people without even interacting them face to face. There was always drama if there was a girl in the guild and there was like a love triangle. Like it was wild shit, wild shit. But it's some of the best memories of my life. And when I debuted, actually, <clears throat> some of the people in the guild didn't know I was an NRL player. And someone put a highlight of my try up in the forum and everyone was like, what the hell? And it was just cool. Cause like the guild got to be proud on our server. I was on BlackRock, like, you know, proud that their, their guild had an NRL player in it. And I was, that was cool to be a part of the Ascension one. Of, yeah. Awesome times. Awesome times. Wow. That none of that meant anything to me. Um, what position would you have been in AFL? I think my dad said that I'd be a Rover. I, I don't know the positions, but I know, Probably, probably a midfielder, I think, because I'm, I'm not tall enough for a goal kicker, I'm pretty sure. But when it comes to like fitness and uh, like really good fitness and speed and whatever in the middle there, I think I would have gone okay. Uh, from Todd Greasley, 
If you could play for any team in 2023 besides the Broncos, who would it be? Oh, that's a tough one. 2023. I mean, you'd usually say the Storm, but unfortunately at the moment the Storm are struggling. Any team in 2023. I mean, Broncos are the most exciting right now. Probably the Penrith Panthers, really. Like the Penrith Panthers, they're young, they, they, they're energetic, they've got arguably one of the greatest sevens we've ever seen. I understand he's got a long time to go, but right now to be a part of that journey, like even just like when you think back to my career, the privilege of being able to say that I played with Darren Lockyer, I think in, in 20 years time, all the players that played with Nathan Cleary are going to have that same privilege of being like, man, I actually played with one of the goats. Like, and I think that's something that's really appealing uh, for the Penny Panthers. So probably the Penny Panthers. Andrew Howard, what is the shit that players smell before they run to the field? It's like uh, like smelling. I don't know if it's smelling salts, but it's similar to that, and it just wakes you up. It's and it like until you experience it, you don't actually understand how much it does like really wake you up. Um, some of it's Vicks. Some people rub Vicks on their jersey. If you see like a big, I don't think they do it as much anymore. But there were some players that would like have this big blob of white shit there. That's actually usually Vicks vape, like Vicks vapor drops to clear their their chest up. I don't see it as much anymore, but you used to see it sometimes uh, when I was playing. From Sean Sean, favourite album to listen to while you were sitting in Auckland traffic on the way to training to Mount Smart? At Mount Smart? Far out. Favourite album to listen to? Well, uh, favourite album at the moment I've been listening to is the House of the Dragon uh, soundtrack. So it's not, there's not like words or anything. It's just all soundtrack music. So it's like classical music. So friggin' good. Favourite music in Mount Smart? What would that have been? It's 2009. Oh, I can't even remember what music I would have been listening to. 2009 because oh. there was a period where I kind of didn't listen to Eminem that much and then I came back to him maybe 2013 14 but 2009 what was I listening to I can't even remember just a lot of R&B a lot of R&B still on that time of the Warriors from uh, Zion Kohu I know you've talked about mindset and your life situation at the Warriors but do you take pride in being a Warriors old boy like you do Broncos do I take pride in it yeah yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, I feel – I take pride in being an old boy, but I the most thing that I take pride in from me personally is being able to experience the New Zealand culture. And that's not like a throwaway line. Like I know year players say that, but it really is humbling to go and experience the, the Maori culture and the New Zealand culture and also just experience, you know, being in Australia you are a bit intimidated to go to New Zealand because in Australia – and I understand it. Like a lot of the, the Maori boys and the Polynesian boys, they stick together because they're in they're in Australia. They're away from home. Just like when Australians go to New Zealand, they tend to stick together. And so sometimes it can be hard to like break into those crews with the Polynesian boys. It's a bit different today because it's like, you know, way more, there's way more education around it all. And so I was a bit worried that it would be hard for me to be accepted when I went to New Zealand being an Australian. But I like, because I went to their home, it was much, they were the ones that were comfortable and they were so welcoming. And that that's not just so, it away like that's what i feel honored to be able to have say i did i lived in new zealand for a year like that's something i'm really proud of i'm proud that you know yeah it didn't work out and i wish that it could have been better but you know i remember my time fondly in new zealand even though off the field things were going so poorly like i when i think in new zealand i don't think about the bad relationship that i was in and you know all the abuse i copped there I think about the beautiful people, the accepting nature um, of the team, but also just of the people in the community. Uh, I remember how much the fans were behind us, especially at the start of the year. So, you know, 
if I'm being honest, obviously the Broncos, they mean the most to me because they gave me an opportunity. But I'm, I'm definitely still very honoured to be considered a Warriors old boy and to say that I got experience in New Zealand culture for sure. From Rob Naylor, if you could go back and be part of any moment in history, sports related or not, what would it be? Oh, man, any moment in history. Holy shit. Um, any moment in history. That is a really, really tough question. Um, I guess, oh, I mean, because it's, you know, there's, there's obvious ones like when the internet was invented, did they really know how seismic the change would be because of the internet? Like it's just absolutely changed everything. Um, I mean, any time in history, I would love to go back to the moment we went from monkeys to humans. Like what, like how, how, what happened? Like what happened in a monkey's brain where it just went tick and all of a sudden that that monkey could talk like he, or like that, sorry, not talk, become self-aware. Like, because that's the difference between us and animals, like being self-aware. So it's like, even though we're still animals, but what, like what happened there? And like, what was the, was there, was it multiple monkeys at the same time that their brains just went tick and then they started talking? You know, there is a theory that like cooking food is the reason like fire and cooking food is the reason we were able to evolve because you know eating raw meat our brain or our bodies need more to process it i'm pretty sure whereas when you cook it you need less energy so it gives your brain more time to do other things but look as you know i'm no scientist but that would be cool to see just that first moment and this question is all said in one sentence what can what can be done more to help grassroots footy also how hung are you <laughs> um from Luke Goddle. Yeah, it's great two questions, seriously. Ah, uh, look, it's it's tough. Grassroots is really difficult because you're not necessarily dealing with the kid. You are though. You like you are dealing with the kid, but you're really dealing with the parents. The parents have to back the kid in to, you know, the parents want the kids to be involved in it, to really support the child. So to, so you've got two different parties that you've got to keep happy. The kid enjoying it. You know, a really good example is like you know, them not taking scores down or something for the first few years. And so I'm sure the kids like probably don't, like I'm sure the kids probably enjoy it more when they can actually see who wins the game. But then you've got to keep the parents happy because maybe they don't like having their kids be upset when they lose and the parents don't like seeing their kid upset or whatever. I mean, personally, I, I think it's absolutely ludicrous that we are taking scores away. But, you know, I think that what the NRL have done is they've looked at studies and said, what is gonna keep as many kids in the game as possible? And I think unfortunately that they've looked at it and said, well, even though we may not agree with no scores, it keeps more people in the game. And so I'm the same, I don't agree with it at all. Like I think it's craziness and my child is always gonna be playing for score. Like I'll be keeping score and telling my child the score, even if the no score is kept. So that's the way I feel. But if it means more people are playing rugby league, then you just, it's it's the greater good outweighs my personal opinion on whether we should have scores or no scores. <clears throat> All right, we're going to Instagram now. This is just from Hello Sport. What's your secret? Ah, uh, what's my secret? I tell you what my secret is, Tom and Edward. My secret is turning up for longer than two weeks. That's my secret. Having a fucking dig. So I don't know what you boys have been doing. Like yeah, six pack city, a lot of this, a lot of yip yap, working whatever. No talking here, mate. We just turn up, we get the job done, we go home. So, look, you can take that as a secret. The secret is yours now. 
it's up to you. If you want to arrive at Six Pack City with the rest of us, we'll welcome you with open arms. But until that moment, unfortunately, it's just a lot of this, a lot of talk. And yeah, you get paid to talk. I get that. I get that. No, I appreciate it. Trust me. No one appreciates it more than me. But uh, look, there's more than talk that goes into getting a six pack. That's all I'll say. The New Zealand Warriors official Instagram page. Are you hashtag up the wires or hashtag let's go on Warriors? Let's go on Warriors for sure. It's so good. Let's go on Warriors. Like, and I, it's funny because, you know, when I first came into rugby league, I did not get Polynesian humor, Maldi humor. Like I couldn't understand the Kiwi boys and what they were laughing at. Didn't like, I was like, that's not funny. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. And, I, and it's a mixture of two things. I came from soccer. So I didn't understand rugby league culture. It wasn't until I went to New Zealand where I realized and started to understand the, the humor. And it's like, it's vice versa. Like I'm sure a lot of Kiwis that haven't dealt with Aussies don't get our humor. And they're like, that's not funny at all. But until you actually experience it and you're immersed in it, and then you realize the humor behind it. And so, you know, by the time I'd left New Zealand, I fully understood it and thought it was hilarious. So definitely let's go on Warriors. From Liz Beth, should the NRL bring in promotion and relegation with New South Wales and Q Cup? I'm, I don't know with New South Wales and Q Cup, or whatever the reserve program is, but I would love relegation. You know, it sucks if it's your team, but again, what was I talking about earlier is, you know, how do we keep fans engaged all the way to the death? You know, relegation is, is the way you do that. Do I think we have the systems to support that right now? No, definitely not. But I'd love for one day to get to a point where we do have the systems to support it for sure. From Anaru P. Would you be a fan of junior concessions for clubs in the salary cap? For example, 25% relief for juniors. E.g., if Isaiah Yo was on 1 million, only 750K would go towards the cap. Yeah, it's an interesting one because, you know, you should be rewarded for developing your juniors, but then you might get a system like Penrith where you go, well, you know, it's a mixture of luck, but also what they've done in regards to development. And if they were getting discounts on all their juniors, like they'd almost be unstoppable forever, wouldn't they? You'd have to say. So I'm, I'm not sure what the right answer is. I know there is some compensation for like long-term players at clubs, but it's like barely anything. So it's a tough one. Clubs definitely should be rewarded for developing players because we should be trying to entice NRL clubs to do to build better pathways and development programs because that makes rugby league better. But at the same time, if you rewarded it too much, then the, the, be, the best clubs would just stay on top and the low clubs would just stay at the bottom. Would you give up what you have now to have played 300 games? No chance. Who, this is from Jacob Goodwin, who would your next four immortals be? Oh, Darren Lockyer, Cam Smith, Thurston, Fittler, probably. Mm. Sorry if I'm missing anyone. Lock Hastings, on a scale of one to 10, how big of a joke is Tom of Hello Six Fame's immune system? <laughs> I messaged him yesterday and I said, look, just curious and just let me know, like I'm, I'm unsure, but is the name of your kid's daycare Chernobyl? Because how, how? And he was, he tried to tell me, no, nah, no, nah, like, oh, you know, I've spoken to other parents and, you know, everyone gets sick from the daycare. I was like, bro, I know people with kids. They don't get that sick that often. <clears throat> so I'm praying for his immune system because we can't have the big fella out of action. Now you don't get your dribble on a Monday because he was sick. So hopefully he does something about that immune system because it truly, 
It's one of the most pathetic things I've ever seen in my life. From Alex Towers, could the NRL add an NHL-style penalty box instead of a sim bin so players are out of the game for X amount of minutes unless the opposing team scores and then the player could return early? Um, oh, man, I, I don't know. It's, it's quite a different game. I, it's, it's tough to compare games, but I would be okay with because we've been so keen on sin bins with a five-minute sin bin. Um, but I'm, I'm really reluctant to add more things to at the moment because it's just like then another problem pops up, another problem. I think the game's in a good spot right now. Let's just enjoy the footy and keep going. This one's more of a call-out from Slendy Media. Would you accept a 1v1 hack-off at the next Sharks vs Broncos game, winner gets the classic DEFCON 1 Australia 2011 compilation album. <laughs> and no, no, I don't think I would be willing to do that. Because uh, you know what? You win, bro. Because I can't, I can't fucking do that shit. Ben Sorensen, thoughts on the new M system? Yeah, yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Um, from Michelle Wang, how did the bloke in a bar concept come about? Well, basically... Um, so Shandorel reached out to me after I'd started my podcast interviewing players and he said, he was kind of like, oh, I'd love to do a show with you. And I was like, uh, mate, I, I just don't feel confident in critiquing the game. I don't want to bag players. I don't want to be one of those ex-players who just sits there ripping on players. And I don't feel confident. I, I've got the skill set to just to do it in a way where they don't feel offended or pissed off or whatever. And so I was like, well, why don't you do it? And what I'll do is I'll set everything up. I'll pay for everything. I'll edit everything. I'll send you the cameras, the lighting. And then, you know, you can just do a little five-minute segment every couple days or whatever. Anyway, I was like, yep, yeah, okay, sounds good. And then I was like, all right, I'll have a think of a name. And then, yeah, I just I, – eventually I came up with the name Bloke in a Bar. Uh, and, and yeah, we just went from there really. And then, then I thought of the beer and everything like that. So, you know, but the concept for, you know, having a platform with your own – products on it that came a bit quite a bit before that it was just a matter of time before i could you know get everything together to be able to build the uh products to put on the the platform um from mitch jenkins what do you think about Parramatta going after an x-factor fullback bizarre so bizarre like gutherson is good enough to win them a comp and i don't understand the idea that like I'd understand if they said to Gutho, we need to find an X factor for, uh, an X factor outside back, but this idea this that's being floated that they need a specifically an X factor fullback that will start on the bench and then Gutho will move to it just it all doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make they need I do think they need an, another outside back that is an X factor for sure, um, but definitely not at Gutho's expense. Like. <laughs> I don't know what kind of message that sends to the rest of the team. Gutho's been literally one of their best for four or five years now. Uh, they can win a comp with Gutho at fullback, for sure. They win a grand final last year. Like, what? it is bizarre. That, like, they were in a grand final last year. They literally just beat Penrith. <laughs> it's like, what, what else could, do you need to prove that you've got enough X-Factor to win games? You, they just beat Penrith, the pre reigning premiers. They beat them... They, in the last four games, they've beaten them three out of four or something. So it's like they've got X Factor to win the games. Like, it, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. From Hayden Webb, can New South Wales afford to leave out Cleary and Hines? Is there a world where they are both the halves or Hines is on the bench? Yeah, it's a really tough one because I, I feel sorry for Luai because, you know, he's a back-to-back -back premiership winning six. He took Samoa to a World Cup grand final. He's a really good player. But sometimes players just begin to play so well that they're hard to ignore. And if Hines keeps up this form, 
Man, I do not envy Freddie Fittler. I don't envy him at all because that's a tough call. I'm not sure what the right call is. I really don't know what it is. But the I do think there is a world where he goes Cleary Hines. Um, but, you know, like any team with Trell, you got to remember like, okay, you know, last year Queensland won. But the year before, Luai was a huge part in the record win that New South Wales had. So it's like they can dominate with Luai in the side. So it's a tough call. I'm not sure. I think Jackie Wyden gets that 14 spot every day of the week. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Michael AJ, how fast can you run 5Ks? I don't know. I, don't, I haven't really timed myself. Uh, you and Oliver, favourite player at the moment? Favourite player? Um, I'm loving what Karaz gets through. I love his work rate. I love just, just everything, just his energy, his attitude. Um, Nico Hines is just so exciting to watch. Uh, and Reese Walsh, probably. Uh, Ashley Krebert, uh, sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Does Bloke B taste better on Friday or Saturday? <laughs> Mate, pick your poison. Either day. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, from Keisha Petit, is there a part of your childhood or younger years that you look back on and think that is the reason I'm here today? So a sliding doors moment. Mm, a sliding doors moment. Um, no, not really. I, the, I think the reason why I am here where I am today is because of the lessons that my father taught me. Um, yeah, like what, what my father instilled in me is the reason why I'm successful. That's it's like literally that's it's like the sacrifices that he made and then the sacrifices that my granddad made. Like my granddad didn't have a high school edu education, was in the underground mines when he was like 14 years old, went away to war, like, you know, not, not, we're not from a wealthy family. And he worked his ass off just so that my dad could graduate high school. Then my dad worked his ass off so he could get into college and then he got his doctorate. And so it's, it's about all the sacrifices that your generations before you made to give you this life. Like my line of family that I'm aware of, it, we're not wealthy at all. We're, you know, quite, you know, the opposite of that. And, you know, every single generation we have gotten better because of sacrifices made by the generation before us. So that's, that's uh, the only reason I am where I am today is because of all the, my grandfather, my great grandfather, the sacrifices that they made to put my father in a position to be able to get his high school education, the first one in the family, then go to college, get educated, get a decent job that would be able to pay for and have enough money just to get by to pay for our, you know, uh, athletics trips and making state sides and all that kind of stuff. Like we just scraped by and that was all because my dad, you know, worked his ass off and mum obviously drove us around and, and took care of us and, you know, cooked his feeds and everything like that. So the only reason I'm here is because of the sacrifices before me. Jeremy Coulson, best memory of Simon Mannering? Uh, best memory of Simon Mannering? Just just a good, how good of a bloke he was, really. Like he's just a, a really good human being. That's all I remember of Simon. Like just a, a good, honest human being. And you can see that by the way he plays. Um, an absolute legend, absolute legend. Um, from Johnny Bright, what is the best, what's it like to work with Matty Johns? Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredibly humbling to think that like, you know, Matty Johns, he's, he is the biggest name in rugby league, you could, you could argue. Uh, and the impact that he's had on the game has been almost second to none. Um, and to just 
somehow some way build this all up to a point where i could work with him it's just been incredibly humbling but it's also just a reminder that no one is where they are because of accident you know maddie johns is there because he is one of the best in the business he's still he's still got it he's still the best in the business no one else can host a show like him no one else can deliver on so many different levels in one sentence he give you some of the best breakdown in an NRL game that you can find the next sentence he's making you bloody hold your stomach with laughter so I don't know many other people that can do that if any so he's still at the top of his game and also for, for how far he's gone like one of the biggest names in Australia and to still be so humble and respectful to everyone it's a testament to him Cooper Dunning do you ever miss footy um, I miss the boys. I don't miss. I don't miss playing the game. Uh, look, look, look. I take that back. I, I definitely sometimes miss the competitive side of it and just getting out there, ripping and tearing, and getting a victory. But the main thing I miss is the banter in the changing room and, and that environment. All right, now we've got a couple more from the Instagram story. Jackson Dunn, do the Knights move Ponga to one and Miller to six? Man, I don't know what the Knights do. I, I've got no idea. I think like it's like so ironic that. You know, you take one of the game's best fullback, you put him to six, and then Lockie Miller hits crazy good form, and then all of a sudden he gets moved to six, and it's like, fuck, just keep these players where I don't, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. Max Schlatter, one thing you'd change about your footy career? I mean, it's tough to say because then I wouldn't be here today, but, you know, obviously it's the, the glaringly obvious one, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. I don't want to change it, but, you know, there's an obvious one where it would be bide your time at the Broncos and just be patient. You know, even though the Broncos told me I was a third-string winger, I wish someone had said to me that had more experience in the game, you know, your third-string winger now to them, but just be patient. This is this is one of the biggest clubs in the game. It's better to be the third-string winger here than the top-string winger or the second-string winger at a club that may or may not struggle. Uh, but, again, I wouldn't change anything because I, then I wouldn't be sitting here today. Luke McCosker, who will replace Adam Reynolds when he retires? Yeah, it's a tough one. Because Ezra Mann seems like an out-and-out out six. You know, could Reese Walsh come into the front line? His defence is improving. I think they'll probably have to develop someone coming through or maybe go into the market. All right, from Connor Cook, which player from the 2000s to, the, to 2010 would dominate in today's faster game? Um, ooh, I think Matty Bowen would be great to see in today's game. Peak Matty Bowen. I think Darren Lockyer would carve up because he's, you know, such an athlete. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to see Matty Bowen in this fast game. All right, last question from Liam Farrar. What is next for Bloke in regards to scaling the business and growing it even more? Man, just just keep you know keep delivering as much content as possible. Become the number one footy show in rugby league, uh, and then you know maybe we do go into other sports eventually. Like obviously, I'll always stick to rugby league. Um, but you know maybe we bring on other people to do other sports. That's that's way down the track, and also like. We would never do that if it's going to distract from what we're here. And what we're here is, you know, we, we talk about rugby league in this rugby league season. We talk about a bit of boxing, a bit of MMA, a bit of cricket in the off season. And that's what we focus on. And anything that takes away from that, we won't do. But if we can add things on that don't take away from that in the long run, then obviously we'll look at it. Uh, in regards to the beer, getting it in more stores, getting it much easier to buy for everyone, releasing new beer products, um, yeah, that's the goal is to try to get in way more stores so that, you know, instead of having to drive 20 minutes to get it, you just, as soon as you walk into a bottle, you know they're going to stock bloke in a bar um, or bloke beer. So that's, yeah, long-term plan. There we go. Done. Done. Boom. Powered by bloke beer. Go and grab a case. 
It's the best beer in all the land. It's the beer of rugby league. Give her a crack, including our midi. And uh, as usual, I'll go and fuck myself. Thank you.